Sometimes the universe is going to strike you with lightning and it's going to feel like you are exploding, dying, melting, all of the above. You're going to feel like you've been punished into hell. But what's actually happening is that you are being initiated into opening your heart. You're being cracked so widely open, so wide open, so that you can follow and live life with your heart. So that you can connect with your heart. So that you can stop doing shit that isn't aligned for you. You want to live your best life. You want to live this dream life. Well, be ready to get cracked the fuck open. Because that's what you're asking for. And it might be a little bit of a painful process. But you get stronger. And you keep going. And you keep climbing those mountains. And it is the best feeling in the world. So keep fucking going. Hello, lovely souls, and welcome to the You're Not Fucked podcast, hosted by yours truly, Alexa fucking Bramer. Think of this podcast as your weekly survival guide. Trauma changes the way the brain works, and oftentimes we are left wondering, why am I so fucked in the head? Why am I like this? Why, why, why? Well, I'm here to tell you that you're not fucked. Your brain is working perfectly for the programming it received. Trauma! There's hope left for you, even if all you can feel is darkness. Tune into my crazy, beautiful, fucked up life to learn how I cope with immense amounts of trauma and turn it into my comeback story. Hello, and thank you for joining me for Solo Travel Gone Wrong Part 2. Yes, this all happened because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, but it turned out to be the most amazing experience. But that does not negate the fear and what I went through during it and I have such compassion for people who travel and try their best and things go wrong because no matter how positive you are no matter how experienced you are there are just things that are outside of our realm of knowing just outside of our brain capacity to know and that's just human nature that's human fact we don't know everything if you did you're probably not a human So I wanted to remind everyone that it is important to stay vigilant. It's important to research and to gain experience through life so you know. But in order to do that experience, sometimes you just have to go through it. And not on purpose. And there's nothing you could have done to stop it. So here's your reminder to be gentle with yourself if something happened. Something really, really bad outside of your control happened. It's okay. Even if you feel like you're the reason behind it and you caused it, you honestly probably didn't. And even if you did, forgive yourself. If you can't do it right now, put it in, put this little idea in your brain for later to forgive yourself because you deserve it. Whether this was or wasn't your fault, whether you handled it the best that you could have or the worst that you could have, forgive yourself. It is okay. This is a human experience. It wasn't made to be perfect, easy, and happy all the time. It is messy and chaotic and troublesome sometimes. And that's okay. So be gentle with yourself if you're going through a traumatic moment or dealing with the event aftermath or if it has been years and things have resurfaced. Love yourself and be gentle. That is the only way to get through this. That is the only way to properly heal and rebalance and to rewire the brain is to love yourself through it. You can't get anywhere with hate. 
But anyways, let's dive into the episode today. I'm going to be continuing from, obviously, part one. So if you haven't listened to that episode first, I highly recommend that, or this might not make that much sense. But you do you, boo, at the end of the day. So here I am in Panama on one of the islands. I went to one of the main islands in Panama, and then we went off into other islands as well because there's just so many around, and I don't have access to my money or anything, and I don't know how I'm getting home, how to eat, and right now I'm with some friends that I met back in Costa Rica, the Dutchies and Americano, and they are willing to feed me right now. Um... And to pay for my hostel and all that. Obviously, I'm, I paid them all back for that. But, um, so in order for me to eat for the day, I had to follow them. And I guess I could have just stayed on the island by myself. But that also meant not eating for the day. And so I went with them. I don't know why I didn't bring my passport. I thought it would be safer left at the hostel Oh my goodness, just the things I did sometimes was very, very silly and hilarious looking back. And so I left my passport, all of all of my stuff at the hostel thinking that we had another night booked. And my friend Americano did, even though, whatever, we were together. Or like the bookings, but whatever he did, they screwed mine up. And so I'm just on the islands, freaking out, not knowing what to do because they won't give me cash to go back on my own. I don't have cash to go back on my own, and I'm literally on a different island than where my stuff is, and I can't just swim there. So here I am, just stuck, not knowing what to do, and they're ignoring me and not talking to me. And I called my dad to calm down, and my phone dies, so he doesn't know what's going on. My friends won't talk to me, and I'm literally just... I just have to be patient and pray for the fucking best. And I did what I could to enjoy the nature and the snorkeling there. It is really hard to do that when you don't know if how you're going to eat, where you're going to sleep, if you're going to make it home. It's really, really hard, but I'm really proud that I did that. So fuck all of the people that were traveling with me that kept telling me to just be positive and enjoy nature and all that bullshit because I fucking was. But I can, you can, I'm human. You can only do that to a certain degree. Like I, or else I literally would have been like repressing everything and like I could not repress everything. I really needed to know what, I needed to accept what was going on so I could accurately make the best decision to move forward because if I just denied the seriousness of it, I don't know if I would have gone in a worse situation. I don't know how I would have made it home. Like, there's just so many other things that could have happened if I was just like, ah, it's fine. Because then something unfucking speakable happens. I'm talking to the Dutchies and Americano over. We were either sitting by the ocean at the restaurant right after lunch, or we just had lunch. Either way, some something to do with lunch, food. And I'm sitting there, like, trying to come up with plans how to get home. And they're telling me, well, I'm in Panama. Like, I could fly out of Panama to get home and things like that. But, like, this is my first time in Panama. I have no idea where the airports are. I think there's an airport on the main island, but I would have had to go to an international one. Anyways, I needed to have a COVID test to get home. And you need time and money for that. Like, $150, $180 US dollars. So not only did I need at least, like, three days in order to get a COVID test... But I also needed the money, and I also needed the money to stay in places during the nights and between those days of getting the COVID test and getting to the airport and getting the flight, let alone getting a flight. If I booked it within three days, it was over $3,000. 
So I'm kind of freaking out because I don't know what to do. And I know that they can't support me forever. But while I'm in the middle of this and trying to get their advice and they're just not taking me seriously and being like, yeah, you're fine, just go do this. And I'm like looking at them. I'm like, I don't have access to my money. Like I literally can't. And they're like, eh, you'll figure it out. They'll look at me and they, the girl, the Dutch girls tell me that they're going farther into Panama, about eight, nine hours away. And Americano looks at me and tells me he's going with them too. And that they're leaving tomorrow. See, either tomorrow or the next day. Which, I understand why Americano did it. They're all solo traveling. They can do whatever the fuck they want. But at the end of the day, if you're going to call me family and say shit like that, then you don't come with me from Costa Rica to Panama telling me that you might go back to Costa Rica after a few days in Panama. And then when my shit goes wrong, you tell me you're going to go farther into Panama with the Dutch girls. When you were already thinking about going back to Costa Rica already, which is where I ended up having to go in order to make it home. And I asked him to come with me, and he wouldn't. And none of them would give me money. And mind you, sometimes there's border fees, sometimes you don't make it across the border just because of random errors. It is a third world country. I've heard lots of stories while I was traveling there just about people having to go up in a hotel for a night because whatever happened. Yeah, well, if that happened to me, I couldn't. I couldn't because I don't have money for a hotel. I don't have access. Sorry, I had money. I didn't have access to my fucking money. So if anything went wrong, I was absolutely screwed. And they didn't understand that. And they literally wouldn't, they wouldn't, they wouldn't even give me fucking $20 at first. And right at the end, I like broke down and I basically yelled at them. I didn't even cry anymore. I yelled at them and told them like, if I, like, I need something and basically like yelled and begged. Was that appropriate? Honestly, like I can say, I can hear what I'm saying and it sounds really shitty. Like I can imagine how they feel on their end. But that's the only fucking reason I was able to make it home is because of the little bit of cash they gave me. Well, there's lots of reasons, but one of the main reasons is because I broke one of them down and one of them gave me cash. Which is really funny because when this all first started, two of them said that they were going to give me cash to go back to Costa Rica if that's what I decided to do. Which... I don't know why they wouldn't give me that cash so I could go get a COVID test. It it was really weird. There's a bunch of rules. Anyways, um, they wouldn't end up giving it to me. And they're just like, nah, nah, you don't need it. You'll be fine. And it's like, oh my fucking God. Like, when you guys leave me, I have no one and nothing. I have no access to my money. I have no friends. Like, I don't know anyone here. I don't know the language. I've never solo traveled before. And all of them have. And all of them went especially the Dutchies, they did a lot of traveling with their families and stuff, and even one of them tried to relate to me, but then she was like, yeah, but my mom was there, and it was really scary, and it's like, was it because your mom helped you? And I'm not trying to say that, obviously, I have to work through still a little bit of anger, um, this coming out while I talk about this, and that's okay. This is part of my therapy, is putting this story out there, and Part of that is that the real raw emotions are going to come from it because I'm still healing from it. It happened a year ago and I've done so much healing. But before that happened, I got drugged. I went through a really bad breakup, lost all my friends, my job, like um, got really, really sick that summer. Like there's already so much trauma built on that year before getting stuck in a foreign country without money and friends. So I'm impressed that I've even done this much healing within a year, but do bear with me if I get, if I sound negative or really angry, resentful, sad on here, I am. I really, really am. And I'm willing to see it because I want to work through it. Because at the end of the day, as fucking pissed as I am at those people, 
I am still so grateful for the little bit of help they gave me because that I got home. I got home. And so their help, their help means everything to me. But I can also still be angry at them for calling me family and pretending we were such good friends and then just leaving me and not caring. And they didn't check up on me for days either. And it's just really scary too. I want to put this story out there. Like as much as I can laugh about it now and it's good. I'm so thankful that I did validate myself and took my feelings seriously because that's how people get sex trafficked over there. They look for girls or guys. Girls just happen to be a lot more vulnerable sometimes. But um, in terms of like what they want for sex trafficking. But anyways, they look for girls who don't have family, who don't have friends, who don't have support, who don't have money. Because those are the vulnerable ones. Those are the ones that will fall for people being their friends and they'll lure them into places. It just showed me how easily Americano and the Dutchies, who I want to clarify are not by any means, but how easily they could have been sex traffickers luring me into a really dangerous place. And it still scares the fucking shit out of me because... It's indescribable what it's like to not know if you're going to make it home, to be miles and miles and miles and miles from your home country, not have any food and not have access to even like water and my addictions too, my nicotine. Oh, that's a whole nother story. Yeah, on top of all of this too, I don't know if I mentioned this yet, but I'm also going through nicotine withdrawal. And it's really fucking stressful. It is hard enough to deal with what I'm dealing with on top of my friends, my so-called friends, being invalidating and leaving me on top of nicking out and dealing with an addiction. And do you know what these motherfuckers said to me? They looked at me and they were like, and I get it, I'm not expecting them to feed my addiction or anything like that. Like I completely, I understand that that's not their responsibility. At the end of the day, I was a fucking stranger. I realized why the fuck would they help my addiction? But they also told me we were friends and family. So You know, I treat my friends and family very differently than strangers. Well, not really, actually. I try and give everyone respect and, like, be generous. But, you know, you still have to have a lot more boundaries with strangers because you don't know them. Anyways, I just really, smokes are really, really cheap there. And I really just wanted a pack of smokes. They're $5. It would have lasted me for so long. I would have had, like, one smoke a day. Just really, really, really needed nicotine. And I did get some eventually, but I had a vape and it, like, ran out of juice and just all this stuff. And... Anyways, they wouldn't buy it for me. And again, I understand their point. But I also understand my point. And they told me that addiction is a choice and that I need to grow up and get over it. Mind you, while I don't know how the fuck I'm getting home, I'm going to keep saying this because it is it is scary. It wasn't just this light, fun thing. Like, now looking back, I see how clearly I got home. But I didn't know from moment to moment. I had no fucking idea how, when, or what was going to happen. And to try and manage that on top of going through withdrawals from cigarettes was absolutely fucking mind-boggling. And I'm so thankful nothing worse happened to me there because I was getting very desperate. I'm not going to lie. I was getting scared. I was getting desperate. I needed help and I didn't know who to go to. And again, this is why people get sucked into sex trafficking and stuff like it's not always as easy as people think to just see that shit and turn it away like someone easily could have saw what kind of predicament I was in and pretended to be my friend and been like I'll help you get back to Costa Rica and then just done a bunch of fucked up shit 
Because when you're desperate and in a point, that low of a point, you're willing to take risks like that. And sometimes you don't even see it because people are so good at manipulating. Imagine being homeless, starving without friends, family, like in your own city. And then imagine that in another town. And imagine that in a foreign country miles away where they speak another language. And I'm not saying this so you guys pity me. I'm not saying this so you feel sad or sorry for me. I'm saying this so you guys can grow compassion for other people who have gone through this that don't always have the best behavior. I'm not saying that people aren't responsible for their behaviors, but we all have gone through trauma in one degree or another. But some of us have gone through the extreme ends of trauma. And it takes years to work through that. It takes years to create and rewire your brain. Or create to create new habits and to rewire your brain. It takes years. It's not an overnight fix. So if you have someone in your life that you do know has gone through trauma and they're acting out, maybe this story will help you have more compassion. Or maybe someone that you know nothing about and you just think they're bitchy all the time and taking it out on you and things like that. Maybe you can step back for a second and not take it personally and realize that it actually has nothing to do with you. Even though their behavior towards you is not okay. It's not what I'm saying. But you can take your power back by taking a step back and not taking it personally and realizing that how they're acting is not due to you. It's not due to you not being liked enough by them or you being annoying by them or you being mean by being mean to them. They're acting out their wounds and their trauma. And right now, that's their journey. Right now, they're just trying to survive and put one foot in front of the other. Because sometimes life is absolutely soul-shattering. It is absolutely life-shattering. Sometimes our soul breaks into fragments. Sometimes our soul separates into pieces because that is the only way for you to survive. And when people are like that, they are not going to have the best behavior. And it doesn't mean that you have to stand there and condone it and let an alcoholic take it out on you. But you can decide your action from a place of compassion and love rather than resentment and hatred. And that will go so much farther for not only you, but that person as well. Some of the shit that we have to go through in life is so absolutely fucking horrifying. I don't even have words to describe the sorrow and the despair and the fear and the horror and the torture that I've experienced and it's nothing compared to what some people have endured and I'm not comparing in order to literally compare I'm comparing it in order to bring a sense of compassion out because if I have compassion for what I went through imagine imagine what other people have gone through imagine the behavior that would come out of that I can have compassion for that now because I have lent myself compassion for the moments that I have acted out. And because I've lent myself that, I can give it to someone else. Because I filled my own cup up in the realm of compassion, I can now pour that compassion out into someone else. So this went totally off topic. I didn't really get into too many details about the travel store itself, but all of this really, really needed to be said. So after, I'm going to jump back into the travel story. After my travel buddies, I guess I could call them, (laughs) 
they just after they decided their decision and they um they even booked a hostel for there was only three beds left and they booked that hostel so even if i wanted to go with them and i wasn't going going to go back to costa rica they i couldn't have even gone with them they like made they were like we're done we're done we we supported you for two days we're over this which i guess is fair when you look at it in terms of strangers that's fair as fuck when you look at it in terms of friends human compassion anything like that that's pretty fucked up what they did and but that is one of the final reasons that i did decide to go back to costa rica to make it home is because i stayed in costa rica for a month and i was very very familiar familiar with the area whereas panama i was only there for a total of two weeks and by the point of or when all of this shit happened, I was only there for like a couple of days. So it was just a very new area. And it was so different being on islands and being where we were in coastal in, in Costa Rica in the small beach town that was connected to everything. It was so fucking different. So I was like, I don't know the Panama area. My friends are leaving me. I'm going to have to risk it and try and make it across the border. And when I say risk it, I just mean like so many things can go wrong, just really simple things even, like, I knew someone who had a proper COVID test, and they couldn't, they weren't able to make it across the Panama-Costa Rica border, because there was an issue, and they had to redo it, and just blah, 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 so I was scared shitless about going across the border, but I was like, I have to, this is what I need to do to make it home, this is what feels right, and so the same morning that they left to go deeper into Panama, I took a bus and went back to Costa Rica, which I am so thankful for. I was able to book a shuttle back into Costa Rica online, and so I was able to ask um, my only family member that has a credit card. Thank goodness one of them did, because if they didn't, or if they didn't have room, or they couldn't, like, I don't, I don't know what I would have done. I would have figured it out in a different way, but I don't, I don't know. There's just so much that could have gone wrong, so I'm just really, really thankful. Because it is a lot more sketchy to take the local buses, even though they're way, way cheaper. It is really, really sketchy sometimes to take that, especially if you're by yourself, depending on the area. And I wasn't always in the best area, because uh, I need to do more research. That's a lie. What? No, I was I was in a fine. It's, it's, I don't know what I'm saying. Okay, anyways, I'm moving on. I was shitting myself, and thankfully, I had all the proper documents. It wasn't hard to get into Costa Rica. I already had to do it once when me and my friend had to fly in, and so I basically had to do most of the same thing. A little bit slightly different because I was going across land, but it was pretty good. And when I got on the bus, there was actually a girl there that I met in Panama. A really, really nice girl. Um, Her name is Tiana. And she is into tarot cards, and she's just this really, really funky, outgoing person that I am so thankful I got to meet because our, I don't think she understand that our little mo- moment of interaction lifted me up so much. Just seeing someone that I knew on that shuttle and going back to Costa Rica and just having this odd sense of fami- familiarity, even though I barely knew her, but I just, I just felt peaceful in her presence and I felt like she was really good energy and even though I wasn't around her a lot that moment there that was the universe giving me reassurance that was the universe being like I am here and it happened after I made my choices I love it I always make my choices and then the synchronicities come and then the angel numbers and then the signs and it's like reassurance and a deeper message since I chose this path it's giving me a message for that (laughs) 
and after I talked to her a little bit on the shuttle, she put in her headphones, and mine broke. (laughs) So many things happened. My headphones broke, and obviously, because I didn't have access to money, I couldn't buy anymore, but I did take a couple videos while I was on that bus. And if you guys want to see them, check out my You're Not Fucked Instagram or TikTok. It will be posted on there after this episode. And I can't exactly remember what the video says, so I'm gonna... I'm gonna share a little bit of what I remember saying on that bus. I don't know, like, again, if it was on the video or just to myself, but this did happen on the bus. And after talking to Tiana, I was like, okay, universe, I made it this far. You got me this far, you're not going to lead me this far to lead me astray. Because you led me to Costa Rica and Panama. All of that was based off of my intuition. And although it seems like everything was going wrong, you might sit there and be like, well, how is that intuitive? Everything went to shit. Sometimes that's intuition, baby. It doesn't make sense till after the fact, and it fucking sucks sometimes, and it's fucking confusing and painful, blah, I don't like it sometimes. (laughs) But I actually love it in the long run because it always works out. Intuition doesn't always make sense in the moment, but it will when you look back. Everything comes together in divine timing. And what seems like to be the worst moment in your life might be the biggest blessing in disguise. It might be what course corrects you. And so I was like, universe, not only did you lead me to Costa Rica and Panama, but you're leading me back into Costa Rica, so show me the fucking magic when I get there. Show me the magic. And although hard times still happened, the magic fucking happened as soon as I stepped foot in Costa Rica. It was one of the most brilliant fucking things of my life. I still, to this day, cannot believe this happened. And I truly believe it's because I opened myself up to receiving on that bus. As scared and as angry and betrayed as I felt, I also felt a sense of gratitude for being safe, for being fed up until this point, and gratitude for everything else, and gratitude knowing that I'm going to get home. Because even though there's so much fear surrounding me, there's this little voice that keeps reassuring me that says that, hey, it's future Alexa, I'm home, you're okay. And I show gratitude for that, and I open myself up to the magic that can happen. And it fucking took place. But I'm going to save that for next week. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Solo Travel Gone Wrong Part 2. I really hope that you guys tune in next week for Part 3. And if you have any feedback, let me know. Send me a message on Instagram. Comment on one of my posts. Leave me a review. I love to hear back from you guys. I love your feedback. So just let me know. Give me an honest review. At the end of the day, as much as I want five-star reviews, I want honest reviews. I want to know what you guys like and don't like about about this. I want to get to know my audience better. So please, please interact with me. Reach out to me if you feel aligned to do so. And until then, have a lovely rest of your day. And peace out, Brussels sprouts.